0: Welcome to the Unique Mums podcast. My name's Anna, and I'm a wife, mum, author, blogger, and Jesus follower, bringing you biblical truth, devotions, and encouragement so you can find joy, purpose, and hope as you navigate through motherhood, one cold cup of coffee at a time. You can find the episode show notes, free devotions, and a lot more information at uniquemums.co.uk. Hello, Mum. Welcome back to the Unique Mums Podcast. My name is Anna, and I'm sharing a series at the moment called Slow Living. And today I'm going to be sharing with you a conversation I had with a friend of mine, Erica Clay. Now, I don't know if this is your first time here on the podcast, but Erica has been here before uh, talking about stepping out in faith but today our conversation is actually about social media, how it relates to slow living, and social media for us is Christian mum. So Erica is going to share some of her experience with that, both her personal experience, but also her experience with her daughter, who's a teenager. And yes, it's a really interesting conversation. So. I'd like to encourage you to sit down somewhere with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and listen if you can, if not while you're doing the dishes or the laundry, whenever you can. But what I would say before I play the conversation that we had is that social media rules or guidelines or how we use it, when we use it, is going to be very different depending on the person and the Holy Spirit conviction as well. And so, yes, this is an interesting conversation, maybe to help you to think or to challenge you in some ways, but don't take it as a prescriptive, legalistic kind of uh, way of doing things, rather as just an encouragement for you as well. So Erica Clay is a wife, a mum, a writer, and a child of God above all else. She's written several books for Christians. And yes, she's written one in particular that I want to highlight, which is The Rule Book for Mothers. So that's very good for you and for me as mums. And I really enjoyed this book. Songs About God, I really enjoyed as well. And yes, she's written some other fiction books as well. So I'm going to link to her website and her books below, but just to let you know that she's a writer who I admire a lot, and uh, she's got a very raw and real uh, style, which is really good because it helps you to feel like you're not alone going through some of the struggles that we all go through, really, and yes, it's really good, and it turns you toward God. So I'd encourage you to check those out. But for now, you can just listen to our conversation about social media. Okay, so welcome to the show, Erica. I'm glad to have you back you- here. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Anna. They trust me. Yeah. So today we're talking about social media in particular because I've been doing this series on slow living and I'm kind of in a bit of a process with social media myself. And so And I know you've been through this a little bit and so I thought it would be interesting to talk a little bit about some things and yeah, well, we're just going to talk and see how it goes but yeah. So, uh, the first question I have for you here is, what's your relationship with social media? Um, Well, social media and
1: I have officially broken up. Uh, (laughs) We've been in a long relationship with it since, gosh, since it came out. I first was on Facebook whenever... I think Mark Zuckerberg is like a year older than me. So like I was in college when it first came out and there was no news feed. You just had your profile and then you just had to like look up individual people to find them. Like it was weird, um, definitely different than it is now, um, but also so much better than it is now because it was just a little bit more like, you knew the people and you were like searching them out on purpose type thing. Um, So it's definitely changed since then. So I was, I was on Facebook for a while and then I I got on Instagram when it first came out. I, none of my friends knew what it was. I was showing them like all these photos. you guys can get on there and all this stuff. And I think for me just being like a writer and always wanting to explore like new ways to market myself and to get out there. I've always been kind of a little bit ahead of the game when these things come out, but then, you know, I have no plan. And so it's almost like I get sucked in and addicted and it's just, it's just not good for me. So at this stage in the game right now, I've cut everything out of my life. I got off, I was on LinkedIn for a little bit and I was putting my podcast on YouTube, but even those two things, I just kind of nixed and I feel so good. So it's been definitely for me and my journey and my walk with Jesus, it's been necessary. And I finally, you know, decided to listen instead of being so hard headed because there are times when you do get that fear and you allow that fear to kind of, you know, kind of be talking to you in your ear, like, well, your books are, you know, no one's ever going to read you and you're, no one's going to, you know, follow what you're saying or what all this stuff. And, and then it's like, you kind of think about that mindset in the first place. I'm like, that's really not the mindset I need to be having as a Christ follower. (laughs) So like, why am I making this an issue? And um, I think it's one of those things where, and I'm definitely paraphrasing here, but when Christ says, you know, like, you know, if if your right hand is causing you to sin, cut it off. And for me, social media is my right hand. Like, I would love to say that one day I will be just enlightened enough and just so strong enough that I can be on there and it not be an issue. But for me, that's just not gonna, that's never gonna happen. So I just went cold turkey. And honestly, it's been amazing. And I just I just like it a lot better.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. The uh, I've been doing some research about it of course and well I say of course because I'm writing some parts of that in my book so I do a lot of yeah. research and I think you have as well but they do talk a lot about this area of addiction and why it's engineered a certain way to capture our attention so mm-hmm. I don't think you're uh, definitely you're not the only person who struggles with that or has struggled with that and mm-hmm. for myself I... <clears throat> I wouldn't say YouTube so much I do use it but I don't find it kind of as addictive as for example Instagram. Instagram is just one I don't know what is about it exactly but I always found it a bit more like that it's like this kind of yeah. craving and, and stuff so yeah and yeah but we're all different we all have different ways of dealing with things and I think sometimes yeah. Yeah, but definitely I agree that it's addictive. And as you said, as a Christ follower, if something is hindering you in your walk with God, uh, whether you're right or whatever it is, uh, but here we're all Christian mums, obviously then we really have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is with social media, I think God does use it redemptively because there's great content out there. But for a lot of us it's yeah, it's just this thing of being kind of a bit careful in how yeah. we use it or how much we use it or not using it sometimes. Because <laughs> God uses us yes. in other ways as well. He doesn't have to use this through social media. <laughs> right. Yeah. <Absolutely.
1: laughs>
0: yeah. And it's interesting, like you were saying about being an author, even today. I listened to I don't know if you know that, uh, writer Carl Newport. He wrote ah, that sounds
1: he
0: sounds familiar, yeah. but what did he write? Uh, Deep Work um, which I ordered today actually so and Digital Minimalism so I don't think he's a Christian or anything uh, but these books have been recommended to me but Uh, basically he's an author without social media yeah Yeah, I
1: heard about digital minimalism and I think it was through the writing off social podcast yeah yeah, and I was like okay so you gotta let me know how that is because I find the whole thing fascinating Mm
0: -hmm. yes exactly because sometimes as authors or Christian content creators in general you feel like social media is the way to broadcast your work or whatever but actually, yeah. it's not true because that's what they make you in a way think, isn't it? That you have yeah. to do it this way or you have to do it that way. But as Christians, we know that God's in control and he'll He'll reach people, the people he wants. So well, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were to advise a young Christian mum when it comes to social media use, what would you say to her? I would tell her life
1: goes by so fast. And I think we can definitely get sucked into what other people or what we believe other people need to see or want to see or want from us. Nobody needs anything from you except God and your family. <laughs> Everybody else, <laughs> we can. go over there for a second. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I just mean, like, we get into this rut, like in our minds that like we we have to sacrifice or we have to do these things and and we just like i don't know it's like being on a hamster wheel and it's kind of like what you were saying it's in contrast to slow living it's very much a hurried you know oh they put that up i better put this and then i got it and then you and you get into um almost and i hate to say it's almost like this mom type cult thinking that you know, because I'm a mom, I got to show off my kids and I got to show off my nice kitchen. And I got to do this and that and the other. And again, that is so backwards from what we are to to be and live as as followers of Jesus. And so I would greatly advise that, you know, whenever you're getting that feeling inside of you that something's not right, that's that's the Holy Spirit saying something's not right. And I've had to it's taken me a long time to have to really, you know, key into that feeling in my own life and know, hey, you know, maybe this is something I need to step away from. Maybe this is something I need to put guardrails around Um, because it's not everyone that needs to just get off social media. Like for me, that's been just so much better for my life, my family. And so that's what I'm doing. But, um, but for anyone, like you said, it's very addictive. And so if there is a mom out there that feels like she is in that hamster wheel, that rat race of being a certain type of mom, looking so, so, kind of way, having to, you know, put things online, it is so easy to walk right off that wheel and just shut it all off and to enjoy that time with your kids and with your husband and in the word, because those things, you know, you don't get back. And I really do feel that, you know. God, you know, God, of course, loves us and forgives us, but he also wants to walk with us. And if we're over here walking in all this other stuff, then we're really not engaging in that relationship with him like we should be.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because the part of the social media being addictive, obviously it distracts us from the moment. So like you were saying for Mm -hmm. young mums, just that those moments that we have when our children are young, we're never going to get them back. And obviously we could um, not enjoy the moment because we're anxious or thinking about other things. But I think, yeah, it's this thing of having guardrails, understanding if social media is distracting me from spending time with my kids when they need me or disciplining them which has happened to me <laughs> so yeah. I'm saying this is someone <laughs> yeah. who's been through it <laughs> yeah. um, yes it's so, yes exactly because <laughs> you're scrolling through finding yeah. something interesting <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yes yeah, so
0: just understanding like how we can um, have these kind of boundaries and for me personally before I'm doing like a kind of social media fast at the moment and I've actually deleted most of my accounts I have a few still but I'm doing a kind of fast Mm -hmm. but before I did this actually there was one thing that also helped me a bit in this regard which was using more social media apps on my laptop instead of on my phone that actually helped me quite a bit so that's something that I do advise if you're someone who feels like that could be a step forward in helping uh, for it not to be as addictive or distracting, I should say. Uh, yes, yeah, so there are different things that we can do, but sometimes even the social media fast itself will help us to see like when we're just using it compulsively or if it has a hold over us that's not healthy or it's a bit addictive or whatever. So.
1: No, that is, that's definitely a healthy thing to do. And when you do that, you always know you can come back to it. So it's not a forever thing for you. But you mentioned something too, about um, like living in the moment. And that's something that I think I found. And especially being a writer, you know, we'd be doing whatever and I take a photo and all of a sudden I think of a cute caption or something kind of, you know, clippy or whatever. And I would like, Oh, you know, and like, so I'm thinking in like social media posts and not like in, Living with my family and friends, and so again, it was like a, a perspective or a mind shift. But, um, but yeah, just taking that break and stepping away from that, you can catch those things that you know seem normal to you at the time, and now I'm like, that's really weird. <laughs> like so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We it's like our mindset changes a lot. And yeah. And even as you yeah. we were saying, that sometimes with social media it can be very kind of filtered or curated and it can yeah. be this thing of showing off like your highlights or the good things, but then it's not reality. Like people are struggling, everyone has their issues or whatever, and it's not a real life. And so it's very hard to yeah, to maybe uh, pass that on because that's not what the algorithms like they like the content right. that people are going to like and share or the controversial mm-hmm. stuff sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's that too <laughs> yeah I don't know if you watch the social dilemma have you seen that documentary I did. yes yeah. yes. yeah so they yeah, talk about it Yes, it is. Yeah. 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 And I watched it recently. I had watched it before, and I think it came out in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. But it's yeah. interesting how it's still so relevant, and maybe even more so because these uh, platforms are just becoming, I think, even more commonplace. Like more mm-hmm. and more people have smartphones, more and more people are using them. So it's still relevant. <laughs> yeah. And do you think there are ways Christians can use social media in a way that's redemptive, that's beneficial, that you would say, yeah, I can recognize that that's good in itself? Absolutely. You know, I I think we're
1: all specifically called to be doing something, you know, like with our talents and things God gives us. And so just because I feel like that's not where I'm supposed to be, like for me, I truly am a writer. Like that is deep in my heart and my soul, my DNA. And, and I automatically thought, cause I'm a writer means I have to be a promoter of my writing and I have to be on social media, I have to do all this stuff. And I'm like, no, God's going to make a way for the, that stuff for me. Like, so if this is where my niche is. This is where I need to be. And so for other people, their niche might be social media. God might be saying you need to be on there because you know, if we have the Holy spirit within us, the Holy spirit needs to be everywhere <laughs> in this world. Right. And so there's going to be some people that do need to have some really good content that, you know, that helps to strengthen and inspire and encourage the body. Um, And things that reach out to those and evangelize those that don't know about Jesus or grown up knowing him in a warped way, you know, all those things. So um, it definitely can be redemptive. I think there are and I've seen people that do just a really, really good job of putting that out there. But I imagine those people are a lot like my husband with his Facebook account, like it grows cobwebs for years and then if he goes on there he has to ask me how to use it and like so he's not in that mindset he like doesn't care and so for him something like that would be like post okay go on with my life you know like and i'm sure there's people that are built that way and that's how they think and that's how god is using them um i just happen to not be one of those people so i i do think it can be redemptive and i think it it, the christians should be on it i think you know and, and all of them TikTok, all that stuff because think of if we weren't you know, and and what a wasteland that would be in all of these different platforms. So I I think that it can be redemptive and that there are people that should be on it.
0: Yes, I totally agree. Yeah, and I've seen really good content like on YouTube, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And like you say, it's obviously some people are like creators and they're doing the whole social media thing themselves. And like you say, they can deal very well with it and God's gifted them in that way. And then others Mm -hmm. are like these really well-known Christians who have social media managers who do it for them. They're already yeah. people who have a big audience. And I remember, for example, Tim Keller, who passed away recently. Like, I loved mm. seeing his tweets, for example. And I know, I don't think he probably did them all personally himself. But, yes, uh, you have all these people who have uh, who has a real gift and managed to use it really well. So, and that's really yeah. encouraging. So, yeah, at the end of the day, it depends on... Uh, the person and how you're going to use it on what God shows you specifically, how the Holy Spirit leads you. And in terms of you as a mum, do you allow your daughter to use social media? Do you have some kind of guidelines when it comes to that? No,
1: she does not allow to use social media. Um, she does have uh, a Pinterest account, which is very anonymous. Her picture's not on it, her name's not on it, and she only gets a certain amount of days on my computer, not on her phone or anything like that. Um, and and that's something I'm very much engaged in and and watching. But you know, she she likes you know crafts and you know that kind of stuff but I but still even with that I think it's very important to put limits because I think not to be crass or anything but that kind of stuff I think could be its own kind of pornography in a way I think it could be very addictive it could be very just like in your mind and you know and and especially you know we're we're living in the age of tiny homes and house renovations and you know capsule wardrobes and like all these things that are coming to us as women where we think oh and it and it's overwhelming and it can, it's anxiety inducing and it's giving you a narrative and it's shaping who you are and your identity when that should only be shaped by who you are in christ and so i'm still so careful about that um Ava in particular um she i mean and and most people are uh, or a lot of times can be i think she's often you know can be influenced um, I remember, and she has ADHD, so we have to be very careful with the type of things that, you know, she watches and she sees and she listens to and that type of thing. But I just I remember when she was younger, we would always like watch shows and sometimes there would be like a bully in it. But by the end of it, it was a really redemptive storyline, right? And so you'd have like, okay, the bully's changed and all this, but she'd still be in the bully zone and be acting like the bully walking around. So like, it was just like one of those things where like, it was hard for her brain to kind of separate that stuff and to be discerning and wise. And so we spent a lot of time focusing on that. And I really feel like just putting her in a, you know, social media free for all, even if there were some guardrails, I think it would be very hard for her and her particular personality. And again, if it's so addictive for us, you know, why are we putting our children in it, you know, like, and allowing them to imbibe that. And then, and then just with bullying and all this other stuff, I just like, no, we're just going to go live in the real world. But I know, again, I have a bit of like that homeschooling mentality. So like, it's, you know, that kind of plays in sometimes. And so I have to be careful not to like, you know, shelter either. But I just think at this age and stage, you know, it's just not right for her. Um, But I I don't think it's necessarily bad if there are moms who feel like their their kids, you know, can handle it and have those guardrails. Because again, it's going to be depending on the type of kid. And then I think it is good to teach them young about certain things so that they are discerning and wise you know just in our situation household it's just we're not there yet you know we'll be one day because obviously she's going to be 18 and you know need to use these things or might choose to use these things um so at that time we'll we'll start training and talking about that but i mean too, for me personally like growing up i always had a hard time with anxiety and depression and body dysmorphia and like all of these things and i didn't have social media i can't even imagine like i mean I was watching YouTube the other day, and this one of these videos popped up one of the reels or whatever, you know, that kind of popped up. and it was this this girl who was obviously um very malnourished. And it wasn't about that, though. It was like she didn't know that or understand that. and and I just it just like hit my head like baby was watching this or if she thought that was cool or if she wanted, you know, like so I think you can definitely spiral. Um, so it's a balance between, you know, I don't think it's necessarily everything's evil, but there's a lot of evil stuff on it. So it's just a matter of where your kid is as far as having wisdom and being discerning and making good choices. So,
0: Yeah, that's right. It's Yeah, you need a lot of wisdom, as you say, and uh, as a parent as well, like understanding the the kind of person your child is, how they're going to deal with things, maybe how compulsive they're going to be with it or not. Yeah. And yeah. But yeah. And it's interesting, like even like with a social dilemma, you could even watch that with your child when they're a certain age so that they themselves understand how these um yeah. platforms have been designed and everything so that they're also aware of the dangers, even if they do use it, that they're more careful maybe as well. Uh, Because sometimes even like I was thinking with parenting culture nowadays, it can be a bit of like, at least where I live, sometimes people are afraid of letting their kids walk home from school or whatever, uh, because there's this fear that there are going to be like, I don't know, people hiding behind bushes or whatever. I think the greatest dangers nowadays are actually probably online. That's where we have to be a bit more careful. Depending on where you live, but I live in Portugal, which is quite a safe country. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, and you're so right. You know, I've heard you know, and stories about you know, kids are playing games or whatever online, and all of a sudden they're now. Um, in in some sort of um sex trafficking ring, you know, and that you know, and it and it's not just you know you think, well, how does that happen? But it's like baby steps, right? Like, and you don't know if you don't know who your your kids list are talking to online and all of that stuff. It can it can definitely spiral fast.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it, yes. It's walking with, with God, I suppose, like the Holy Spirit showing us, like, um, because also yeah. there's this aspect of, like you were saying, if you're maybe more protective, you also have to be careful that they know why you're saying no or why you're giving some kind of limit mm-hmm. or knowing, like, if they need to have a little bit for them to see so it's not like, the kind of forbidden fruits where no it's like really like a taboo limits kind of thing (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and that's (laughs) that's definitely the
1: other side with our daughter (laughs) so it's like yeah so we we you know slowly work things in and and don't ever you know just never because there is there's that element of well you know I want to do it now, you know, versus where they probably wouldn't have even thought of it. If you didn't say anything. So <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I guess with your daughters, you say thirteen, is she fourteen?
1: She's thirteen. She'll be fourteen 13. here in a okay. month, yeah.
0: Okay. So I have no idea how it is with teenagers, but you are starting with <laughs> it. Oh yeah. Ton of fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So when I get there I'll I'll see. yeah but yeah thank you for for talking today about uh, this topic it's been really interesting and thank you for coming actually on the show (laughs) no thank you so much yeah like i said
1: this is something that i find fascinating and um it's a journey and everything but uh yeah I'm, i'm glad you're talking about it
0: okay so that's it for today's episode i hope you enjoyed it that it blessed you encouraged you and challenged you as well And I'll be back next week with an episode about my own journey with social media recently. So I hope you find it interesting. And just to let you know that today's show will have the notes in the corresponding blog post with Erica's links, and also you can find them in the episode show notes as well, wherever you're listening. Also, if you would like to recommend this podcast to a friend, that would really bless me here on the Unique Mums podcast, and that way the word will go out to other mums. Thank you so much for listening.